It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And the Emmy goes to. 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 Breaking Bad. Modern Family. Feet. Homeland. Shift Creek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Best Series podcast, episode 20, where we talk about television here as part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella. It is currently 9.04 p.m. on June 7th, 2021. Here to join me for this episode this month, I have Amanda Spears. Hello. Michael Schwartz. Hello, everyone. And also joining us on the podcast here as a guest from Awards Radar, we have Abe Freetanzer. Hello. How are you doing today? Great. Very excited to be here. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to have you on as well. Um, Abe and I actually have bumped into each other on numerous occasions at screenings and film festivals. And he's been covering uh, some television uh, this this uh, past season over at Awards Radar. So I asked the team over there if anybody would like to join us for this episode. Because today we're going to be talking about some of our hopeful predictions for the Emmy nominations for this year. Which we're not going to go through this category by category. We're going to keep it very free-flowing. And I'm very just excited to kind of just talk about certain things that you guys are hoping to see. I mean, obviously, there are the givens, the things that we are expecting. But what are the things that, you know, would make you the happiest to see on nomination morning? But before we get to any of that, I first want to start us off with what everyone's been watching, of course, at home over these last few weeks. It's the last time we were here on the show. Abe, I would like to start off with you since you're the guest here. Um, is there anything that you've been watching that you're particularly fond of? What kind of a television watcher are you? And maybe you could talk a little bit about the coverage that you've been doing over the past couple of uh, months. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I would say I'm a very involved TV watcher. I try to watch every single pilot that airs, um, which is uh, quite an undertaking. And especially now with so many networks and streaming services and all that, there's so much. Um, and I've been able to interview a number of Emmy contenders and other uh, new series stars uh, over the past few months uh, for Awards Radar, including costume designers, casting directors, cinematographers, and just really learning a lot about the different elements um, of all these series and what goes into them that I wouldn't necessarily have thought, even from watching whatever it is, 400 pilots in the past two years, something crazy like that. Now, do you decide after watching a particular pilot, I'm going to watch the rest of this show, or are you so knee-deep in pilots that you don't even have time to finish the show? It's a good question. I think I try to stick with it, but there are definitely some shows. I was going to mention We Are Lady Parts, um, which I liked a lot in Peacock. I thought the first episode was great, but I didn't continue watching more of it. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to get around to it. There's just there's a lot of stuff that I mark as sort of, this was good, and I'd be happy to keep going. But there's just so much on that, unless it really, really grabs me. And especially if I have time, all these things that premiere just all at once uh, it's it's difficult to just to to go in and really really get into them unless you have time to space it out a little bit more. I'm not much of a 
binge watcher of any one particular show more after more like show after show after show after show i'm fascinated by this because i get asked a lot at a time hey matt how come next best picture doesn't cover more television you know we have this monthly podcast that we do here but you know there there, there are people that would like to see more and you know first of all I, you know despite you know popular belief i i am a human being <laughs> and i do have limitations what? but besides that <laughs> Um, I do feel that in order to cover television well, the way that you guys are currently doing over at Awards Radar, you really need to have a dedicated team to do it because it's even bigger than the film world. Yeah. I mean, just the amount of networks and shows like you mentioned before, I, I, I don't even know how in God's name I could keep up with that and film at the same time. So, you know, it, it's a real it's a real beast in its own right. All right. Well, uh, I really, really appreciate you, uh, you know, diving a little into that there. Um, is there anything else in particular over the last couple of weeks that you've been watching uh, that, you know, struck a chord with you? Yeah. I mean, one thing I've said, I think I've been watching the most of is in treatment because there are just so many episodes with four episodes per week. I'm trying to, you know, get a little bit ahead as much as I can. And that's been very interesting. Um, but the two returning shows that I'm most excited about that I wish more people were talking about are why Women Kill, which is now on Paramount Plus, and Trying on Apple TV Plus, um, and the other, the new series that's really, really impressing me most is Hacks with uh, Gene Smart. It's really, really wonderful. Which I'm sure that we'll uh, talk about here in just a moment. So that actually provides a pretty good segue here over to Amanda. Amanda, what have you been catching up with over the last couple of weeks? Ditto on Hacks. I really do hope final episode we get the like see the full act that they've been writing like i want to see the whole at least 10 minutes worth of gene smart doing comedy stand-up but yeah i have been blown away by that show i thought 1.69 million was the most timely half hour of television i've seen in a while oh i loved her and then i've been watching in treatment which I do not recommend binge watching. <laughs> and that's just because of the subject matter. It's like, geez. I, I do think Uzo looks a little uncomfortable. I don't know. That that just was my takeaway. I'm like, that chair, that orange chair does not look as comfortable as she wants you to believe it. This is the first time we're seeing her kind of more as like Uzo Aduba. We're not seeing this like crazy eyes. Shirley Chisholm. She can't really hide behind a character and a ton of makeup or a weird hairstyle like crazy eyes had. So it's uh it's been interesting that show did decently at the emmys the first two couples first uh few seasons so uh that's what i've been catching up on i finished genius oh aretha franklin how did that go this year let me just put it this way the next time somebody wants to bitch about bohemian rhapsody that movie is two hours and like 20 minutes this is 10 hours and i was like you've got to be kidding me (laughs) Yeah, I, I had to bail out of that one. Oh it was I, I watched the first three. I think she is supremely talented, Cynthia Riva, but I think she was really miscast as Aretha Franklin here. Yeah, I I mean they really left the door wide open for Jay Hud. Jennifer Hudson looks really great in the trailer for Respect, so I think we're gonna see a lot of comparisons going forward. Yeah, I mean that was gonna be inevitable, but the fact that this is like a nightmare is not gonna help her out. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Well, you know, there have been times where we thought that a superior portrayal on television would hurt uh, a film portrayal. You know, so the inverse, uh, I'm thinking of something like uh, John Lithgow playing uh, Winston Churchill on The Crown. That didn't seem to hurt Gary Oldman with Darkest Hour. So in a way, what Cynthia Revo is doing here uh, could also you know, help Jennifer Hudson. I, I, I fail to see how it would hurt her. No, no. I mean, I don't think, I think the difference between like the darkest hour where you have Gary Oldman and, and John Lithgow is they each gave superior, gave excellent performances and really well-written projects. This is not that. No, I understand that, but I'm just wondering how that impacts Jennifer Hudson then. To get, she has everything to gain because there's not going to be a, no one's going to really want to spend the time to compare the two. Right. No, no. So, so that helps her. That doesn't hurt her. Then. Oh yeah. I mean, it's going to help her. She, she's going to oh, be okay. I, I thought the argument was that it was going to hurt her. No, 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 no. She's, she's definitely helped by the fact that this wasn't like this insightful, really well done 10 hour, many se- limited series about her. It's, it was really like, Oh my God. Oh, yeah. And then somebody told me that uh, Justin Theroux, like in The Leftovers, wore um, sweatpants. If you remember that scene from The Leftovers season one, episode nine. I don't know how you could forget. Yeah. Well, so I ended up finishing The Mosquito Coast. And I would like to say that is not the case. So one of my friends I am very pissed at. I also seem to recall we talked about that in a previous uh, yeah. episode, and I, I I was not that kind to it. I'm I'm surprised that you stuck with it. I stuck with it because somebody told me I was going to see Justin Throw in, in sweatpants again. Well, the things we do for the time we spend on television. Yeah. So um, <laughs> just there's just so many unanswered questions. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a, a letdown of a show for me in many ways. Yeah, and then uh, I'm still watching The Handmaid's Tale. Which, man, I'm telling you, that show, it's crazy because the people who are watching it, 
I feel like they're reacting to it on a weekly basis when new episodes drop. Like, it's the greatest show, like, ever. The reactions are phenomenal. But I feel like, but I feel like it's a small group of people and not many people are watching it anymore. I just like the characters so much and I love the book so much. I just, I, I don't know why I can't quit it. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but. Do you want to? I mean, at this point, I, can, I don't think they're going to go past five or six seasons. So I might just, you know. Write it out. But yeah. Yeah, they've done 13 the last two seasons. So I was hoping that in a condensed 10, it would get uh, a little sharper. But there's a lot of unanswered questions as far as what's going on. And I'm I'm guessing, because we're at episode eight right now, that nine and ten are going to be like 11, 12, and 13 for season two and three, where you're like, now we're cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, that's usually the trend for television like this, too. Well, it's it's been the trend. They've had like one or two decent moments. And then the final three episodes are where everything is like finally put together. They've been stumbling around. We talked about it last time, but. Ugh, I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, they really need to come up with a, a better season. New ideas? And they need to figure out how to wrap it up, I think, at this point. for I, I don't think this should go eight seasons. Mm-hmm. Are they planning for eight seasons? I don't know, but I'm just pulling like a huge number out. Like eight, ten seasons, this isn't going to happen. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's going to get canceled because I do think that those who love it really do love it. And it is a flagship show for Hulu uh, still. So I think whatever it ends up being, they're probably going to see it through to the end, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Sure. My biggest problem with that show has always just been I felt like it was too repetitive in its themes. And I never felt like the story was moving along quick enough. Pacing, ultimately, at the end of the day, was my issue. It's moving a little bit more this season, but it doesn't seem like they know what to do with the characters. Right. Like, where where are we going? Yeah. Michael, what about you? Yeah, so I've been continuing with a few shows that we talked about in the last episode. Uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series is still going strong. Is it now? Yeah, it it is a sensation. Yeah. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo came out with Sour a few weeks ago, and she's like poised to be the next Taylor Swift. It is really Mm -hmm. something else. So uh, that's a really fun show. Another fun show is Girls 5 Eva on Peacock, which I'm still working my way through. Really funny stuff there. Highly recommend it if you're a fan of 30 Rock and the other Tina Fey shows. Uh, Pose wrapped up last night as we're recording this. Yep. What a beautiful season that was. It was only six episodes, I believe, but everybody got their moment. It was a great way to wrap up the series. Very emotional, very cathartic. And we'll be talking about that when we talk about some uh, potential Emmy contenders, because I think everyone deserves uh, to be recognized this year. It was really great. I wish they could have gotten a little bit more than just the six episodes, but I agree with you that it like it like I remember when The Leftovers only got um I think it was eight episodes compared to 10 or something along those lines. It was less less episodes, bottom line. And they were still able to wrap things up so beautifully and so succinctly. And I felt like Pose uh, was able to do a similar thing, too. And I think just like selfishly, I wanted more. But I was really impressed with how they were able to still pull it all together in the end. I think sometimes the less episodes, almost the better, because it forces them to wrap it up in a way that they're not like wasting an episode or something 
Right. They're, they're not doing The Handmaid's Tale. They're just telling the story they want to tell and getting out of there. And it worked very well. Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of episode 20 of the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella. If you want to get the full episode, you will have to head on over to Patreon for Next Best Picture, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this episode and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and if you want to subscribe to us, you can do so anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.